new relationship. One of the best feelings in the world. Someone who'll be with you through the good times and there for you during the bad. You're on top of the world, on cloud nine. The butterflies are flying around in your stomach whenever you're about to see them and you can't get them out of your head. Nothing could go wrong now. Heartbreak. Not a popular one. No one likes to lose, and to be fair, in heartbreak, you've lost a lot. A friend, a partner, a partner for the intimate times, and maybe that special favorite t-shirt that she still has. So why do we do it to ourselves? I'm going to try and get to the bottom of it. I'm going to talk to an expert, as well as some broken hearts, to figure out if indeed it is better to have loved than lost, or to have never loved at all. It's hard to describe when things just become so dramatic and chaotic and fighting all the time. That was the cause of that breakup and it was definitely the best to separate. It was a girl I very briefly dated. Um, she didn't really seem to have much interest. and It was actually only about four months after that that I seen her with someone else. And that was when I had my heart broken. And I can remember it so clearly. It was completely out of the blue. I didn't think that happened, but it was completely 100% out of the blue. One Sunday evening, I got a call and it was over. My ex went to Canada for the summer. It turned out when he was away, he got with another girl. And then I went over to him, living in the same house as this girl he had cheated on me with. Our relationship was weird, obviously, because he cheated on me, but I didn't know. I even remember saying to him, like, do not love me anymore, because he was just acting really weird to me. So then we got home and things just weren't the same at all. And we continued going out. He didn't tell me about it. We continued going out for about three months of him lying to me. And then it all blew up from there, basically, when I found out. Now, believe it or not, I'm not the first person ever to investigate heartbreak. I know, I was shocked too. So to get some insight on past studies, I chatted to psychology student David Kane. If you're a normal functioning human being in a social society, you are going to fall for someone. It's absolutely inevitable. It can be really weird to view a relationship as some sort of currency and it's very cold but there seems to be a large evidence to suggest that that's what we do. We're looking for resources from the other person and they're looking for resources from us and if those two things balance and each feels like they're getting a, a huge amount of benefit from the relationship then it's going to thrive and it's going to do really well. Heartbreak, probably I'd define it as that feeling of loss when you realise that all that investment you've put into a relationship is, has come to nothing or that has been wasted or that possibly what you might have perceived as the ideal candidate as a future partner no longer feels the same way about you. Uh, they often describe how the first cut is the deepest, that idea that we always put ourselves out there initially. And then through, through failures in relationships or, or cases where issues break down, we learn to maybe guard ourselves a bit more in future encounters and wait a little bit more before we make the heaviest investments that we might have made previously that were so costly. And it's that classic cliche line, the first cut is the deepest, but <laughs> really the first breakup that you have with someone is always going to be the hardest. And after that, you know, you meet someone new and, oh, things don't work out again. 
but you you get to learn that there's always someone new out there. At one stage, she was everything. For anyone that has been in love, I think it gets to that point, and that's probably one of the highest points. But I think for this particular girl, she would have been my first, and I don't care what anyone says, you never get over your first. Everyone has a first. And it's going to be that biggest one because you don't know how to deal with it. It's all very new. It's all very romantic. It's all very exciting and fresh. And to, to have it then suddenly changed like that where you see them with someone else, uh, yeah, it was almost like a philosophical kick in the balls. Just too bad that being heartbroken isn't like being an alcoholic. At least then you can go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Unfortunately, there's no heartbroken anonymous. Uh, hi, my name's Donald and I'm a broken heart. Hi, Donald. Hi. So seeing as a place like that doesn't exist, everyone has to kind of find their own way to deal. I did exactly what Bridget Jones does in the film and I sat in my pajamas for about a month and cried and people brought me ice cream and it was pretty textbook. I always thought if I broke up with someone, I'd just turn obese. I'd eat my way through it. But I turned the opposite. I felt so sick. My heart felt broken, like I could feel it in two and I just felt sick so I didn't eat and I would just lie in bed. I remember a few days my mom came in to me and was like, are you going to get up, are you going to go to college? And I would just lie there and be like, no, I'm not going to college today. I just didn't want to face the world, like I'd just turn over and lie there. I loved uh, pink so what. I was just kind of like stick it to you, like so what. It wasn't like I was locking myself up in my bedroom and crying every day, you know. I was getting on with it and I was enjoying being able to, I suppose, see my friends more. Enjoy life, enjoy the single life, take it easy, do not rush into anything. You do not need to prove yourself to anyone. Just enjoy being single, invest time in yourself. Once you've got a steady base to plant anything on, then you can build relationships. But as they say, if you don't love yourself, no one else will love you. So build on yourself, work from there. If you and your significant other break up, inevitably the news is going to break within your social circle. Uh, breaking news, Donald Marnell is now alone and depressed. Please treat him like a wounded child and bring him plenty of ice cream. And now the weather. It seems to be raining shit on Donald Marnell. Therefore, how well you cope can often be very reliant on who your friends are. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? If you've got good friends, they'll be there for you. Just like in that TV show, Keenan and Kel. I'd say my friends uh, most of the time would be the, the, the main thing anyway because there's only so much you can do with uh, by yourself and I realised that before because I'd been in situations before and um, I didn't, I just stayed to myself and it took longer 
Uh, but with friends, it, it, it helps. Them. They talk, they kind of laugh about it, take the piss out of it, whatever you want to say. And it was, it helps a little bit, yeah. There was huge uh, social tectonics going on, like loads of shifting and changing around, and everyone was up in arms about what had been happening. And you kind of end up, in a way, finding your real friends as well. It was definitely one of these things either one of us had our very close friends and as soon as it happened it was like a rush to arms about it and everyone was there for me and everyone was there for her at first when I was really down it was just my friend my best friend was there for me because I even remember she was so upset for me seeing how upset I was that she even would be in my room crying with me because she was so angry at him so what did the film Fools Rush In teach us? I don't know I haven't seen it but I choose to believe that it taught us not to rush into a new relationship too soon after your last one ends. There is that case of a relationship breaks down and rather than dealing with the issues that are at hand, let's just rush into another relationship. Let's find another person who cares about me. Let's try and ignore the issues that may be at hand of that previous relationship. If you just rush into another relationship and if that initially seems happy, cosy, friendly, warm, perfect, you think, Oh, it was the other person's fault. Oh, it's nothing to do with me. Oh, let's just move on. Everything's fine. But we, we all know that then a couple of weeks or months down the line, all those things that you've submerged are going to just pop back up and you basically then just ruin two relationships. I think that if you rush into a new relationship, you are pretty much destined to make the same mistakes that you did in the past. And also you're probably pretty much guaranteed to be attracted to the same kind of person you were in the past which might not be a good thing if it was someone that you weren't compatible with um i think that they just like to dodge bullets sometimes and so do we you know but it's a lot easier for a girl to get a boyfriend because you know we're looking the answer yes or no always is on the girl's side of the court so i think they have the choice whether they want to jump straight into something else and uh not deal with the problem that's exactly what I did the first time that I, I rebended with someone else. And it was great. It was a great four-month relationship. And then they moved away and it was fine. And we there was no upset whatsoever. And it's at that point that I realized that, that I'd broken up with my original long-term boyfriend. And I spent a year getting over it when everyone else thought I should already be over it because so much time had passed. You're not going to be able to get the most out of a new situation with someone if you're still upset about things that happened in the past, if you've still got issues, you know. I do think it's necessary. Um, in fact, ironically, I found myself in the situation where I didn't take a break from my last relationship and now I'm in a new one. And um, I do still kind of think that it was a little bit early to go into it. Um, and it's nothing to do with the same kind of problems. It's just uh, like it was a fairly long-term relationship that I was in already and I don't think I gave it the time to actually, as you say, look back at it and go, yeah, that's that, I've done that, that's great and all, let's move on now. I don't think I've given that the proper chance and I don't think I'm going to get to. I think that the lessons that you learn from breakups are really, really important and that guarantee that you'll have happier relationships in the future and you just really need to give yourself that time to learn those lessons and make those decisions. The problem with the post-breakup period is that while your ex is now gone, the interests, possessions and experiences you shared remain. Songs, clothes, shops, places, even pictures of them. Everything will remind you of them. I'm finding myself breaking down at shop tills because my ex gave me my wallet. $6.99 please. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh God, I miss her. You feel the wind and it reminds you 
Every single thing will remind you of that person. Song, something on TV, you walk by, a poster, just every little thing will remind you of that person. When yesterday is so far behind you, deep inside your soul, no, I'm always there. You made me believe the day is so rounded to me. The memory will never die. The love that you gave, I'll never. can be one of those things that no matter what you do, where you go, what you see, what you listen to, you're constantly brought back with images and memories of the relationship. And I guess just that goes to show the, the strength of the relationship that almost every aspect of your life becomes pervaded by it. And until you really move on and accept the fact that the relationship is broken down, there's always going to be reminders around every corner. It's just inevitable. I can't watch Scrubs anymore. And it was kind of just recently, I think I was flicking the channels and I was just saying, oh no, I just don't like it. And I couldn't remember why I didn't like it. And then I remembered that like, <laughs> that, that was why, that was why I stopped watching it. But those associations definitely stick in your head. Um, the Notebook, I couldn't watch that for ages. We'd watch that together. Uh, I can't listen to the Train album from last summer because that's when we met. I can't listen to any John Mayer, which isn't much of a loss. Oh yeah, I couldn't listen to uh, Jack Johnson for about a year after I broke up with him. Better Together was our song. The first Christmas we were together, he bought me tickets to see Jack Johnson. We went to Jack Johnson together. And so I literally had to erase Jack Johnson from my iPod. With college, for example, if you meet someone in college, you have to keep going to college, obviously. But every time you're there, it's a reminder, you know, stupid things like the bench that you used to sit on and like the places you used to go for coffee, like small, tiny things that would be so irrelevant to anyone else in the world but the two of you. And you just feel so alone and just down and nothing makes you happy again, no matter what. The girls are there for you and they're around you and they're helping you through it, but yet you don't even want them there. It's not the girls you want, you just want that person. Now, as we all know, cliches are always true. And in this case, the cliche states that while women spend all their time after a breakup at home crying, men don't feel it at all. Met a girl, thought she was grand. Fell in love, found out firsthand. Went well for a week or two. Then it all came unglued. Girls at times can seem more in touch with their emotions and deal with it more at a surface level, whereas men can sometimes hide that feeling and it can get submerged, you know, and then it can rise up in forms of aggression and in other weird places and other avenues of their life that they mightn't even think it's having an impact upon. It hurts like hell, but it's a weird kind of hurt. It's the kind of hurt that you can't deal with as a guy, I think, because generally, we're much better at just physically expressing ourselves and that's something you can't physically express yourself over. I think that's the tactic that men seem to go for more, you know, to find a distraction, to find somebody else to kind of put all those feelings into. Girls and women kind of like to sit around for a little longer and feel sorry for themselves and chat to their girlfriends about it and deconstruct every little thing that happened. We do things differently, definitely. So are they really feeling it at all? They can't not. If you're equally about in love with the person like 
you're equally both going to be just upset. I just think men have a different way of dealing with it. Maybe they just don't talk about it as much or they don't show emotion as easily. But I'd say at home they are in bed crying or they are upset about it, but they just don't show it as easily. They'll be like, well, let's just go out with the lads. Let's just have a drink. It's fine. I don't care. Get it with another person. They probably are just as sad, really. Lots of self-confidence belief, which is so essential to so many males. Pride is a huge a huge concept for males. So there's always that feeling that amongst their friends and society in general, that their, their esteem or their value has been lowered. So you'll often see cases of desperately trying to prove themselves after a relationship breaks down. You see that with, with guys often desperately hunting for girls or hunting for another partner straight after to prove to everyone, prove to themselves most of all, that they are who they think they are and that they do deserve the status they have. Now it's over. I think it's definitely not showing it. Having an older brother and having a lot of close guy friends, there's a lot of um, holding it in, pretending. It's different. I mean, it's okay for girls to be very, very upset about breakups. Because guys, I think they experience it on a very different level. Most of my guy friends say that the worst thing about the breakup is that they lose their best friend. And for girls, it's that they lost their boyfriend. So it's quite, I think it's probably a very different experience. But then again, I'm not a boy. And nobody's saying you're going to go from straight to, hello, I'd like a bank loan, please. Heartbreak certainly can be a sobering experience and perhaps has linked quite a lot to maturity. As comedian Richard Pryor says, men cannot graduate until a woman breaks your heart. That is your diploma. It either kills you or makes you fat. I absolutely think that at some stage when you're growing up, you need to get your heart broken. It takes a long time to get through it. I think it's almost like a rite of passage, though, that everyone needs to go through. And the first is always the hardest. <laughs> it gets easier after that. But it's not the end of the world, and there's always going to be someone else out there for you to meet and fun experiences for you to have. So yeah, I think it's a necessary part of growing up, definitely. Yeah, because you learn things, and usually it's because if you take time in between relationships, you realize not to take harsh ideas or emotions like deception, all that kind of stuff you're talking about, and you kind of maybe just learn to kind of uh, use them rather than kind of spew them on someone else. This is all my baggage. Kind of use them and go, you know, I know how to deal with this situation a little bit better than I would have. And that's why things usually last longer. Relationships, and the first one may be long because it's the first one, and the second one may be a little bit longer. And then the one after that may be a little longer because you know how to deal with things, you know, how to prolong and keep something alive, you know, because you've, you've been through the mistakes before. But you make all new ones and you make the same ones again. I think the whole experience made me stronger. I'm kind of glad it all happened. It, like, it makes you a stronger person and it makes you less naive. If you can get over that, you can get over anything. And the feeling when you're completely over the person is amazing and it makes you definitely a stronger person. So it shouldn't be feared then? No, definitely not. It should be embraced. I was 15 or 16 when I went through my first dose of heartbreak. And that's how vividly I remember it, like, so well. So it stays with you. 
big time it stays with you, but it, it gives you a lot of perspective. And it gives you a lot of something as a pension to work off. Um, which quite arguably means that you can go off and find something even better. Something that's a lot more in line with who you are. Which brings us to the inevitable question. Is it better to have loved and lost or to have never loved at all? Absolutely, it is better to have loved than lost. You caught me on a bad day. Um, I would say it probably is better to have loved and lost. But I would also say that as soon as the topic of a breakup comes on the table, you break up and you run and you never see each other again. Uh, loved and lost, I guess. We learn from it that way. Because, uh, you know, Jesus, 100% of all art is is based on these experiences, you know, and, or music, whatever, you know. And like, God, if you can't experience it yourself, you've you've got zero luck in trying to connect with the with the thing you're trying to listen to or read. So now you're asking me to answer the question I've been debating for the last week. <laughs> um, I would say it's better to have loved and lost, but only if there's some kind of way that you can actually get that kind of love back again. And I think once you've lost that kind of thing, then you definitely know what you have as well. And in that kind of respect, to have loved and lost is the worst thing in the world. Um, which in turn, I'd probably say that it's better to not love at all. It's better to have loved and lost, definitely. Because you can always look back at the happy times and the experiences and everything you gained from it and... It's definitely better to have had that experience than to have never had it all. And again, like heartbreak, it makes you a stronger person. So what have we learned? You often hear that phrase, it wasn't meant to be. That may seem to mean nothing, but if you think about it, if your relationship is over, then it wasn't meant to be. At least one of you thought so anyway. One of you thought so enough to end the relationship. It can be very difficult to sit at home alone thinking about all the good times you and your ex shared but if you're honest with yourself if it was all good times it wouldn't have ended so maybe it wasn't this idyllic scene that you're making it out to be let's face it a heartbreak sucks and it's not going to be the most fun time of your life but it doesn't have to be the worst time almost every one of the broken hearts I talked to said that they came out a better person at the other end of it by all means, lock yourself up for a couple of weeks, eat a lot of Ben and Jerry's, treat yourself. But once that mourning period has passed, you now know what kind of person you're not compatible with. So use that to find someone that you are compatible with. A breakup seems horrible at the time, but in many cases, it can turn out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. <laughs>